Hello there, I'm Carmelo from Nick and Mello's Hyperspace. You know what that means. It means like our videos, if you like our videos. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel so you can be notified every time we upload a program. May the force be with you. You are now entering Nick and Mello's hyperspace. I'm Nick, and two of my favorite young adult novels are Queen's Shadow and Into the Dark. And I'm Carmelo, and two of my favorite novels are Claudia Gray's Lost Stars and the amazing Jedi Apprentice series um, by Jude Watson. In our journey through hyperspace, we examine everything and anything Star Wars from the point of view of two lifelong fans, one young, one old who came together through the will of the force. In this episode, we're going to be talking about fiction. And more specifically, we're going to talk about young adult fiction. Because we feel that there is this really wonderful world of fiction in the young adult genre that exists in, um, in literature. Um, and we wanted to dedicate a podcast talking about young adult novels in Star Wars and sort of the different things, the different elements that this whole world has. And so I, I, I thought, let's talk about this. Let's share with our audiences about what we like about it and all of the sort of features about fiction. Uh, let's start with this sort of misconception, Nick, this idea that young adults are for young people and that they're really not for anybody else. Um, mm -hmm. And I think we both disagree with that. I, I do a lot. I think the word young just automatically triggers people to think, oh, that's, I'm not, I'm not that age. I'm not, that's, that's not me. So it, it, it's a, it's immediately is when they hear young adult or YA, they're like, oh, never mind, turn it around. Uh, I bet, I was wondering, I bet if you just took off the young adult banter in some of these books, I wonder if people would just pick them up and read them. Not true. Probably. That's true. That's true. We're, we're, we're weird like that sometimes as humans, but yeah. And you know, it, for, for, for those who are old, I love large print. <laughs> I love little space in between each line. It's just really, really nice. It's just so much nicer than like trying to get through the little line. So I know that's a funny way of saying it, but it's it's nice. It's nice to have a big box. It's a large print Star Wars. <laughs> they're, they're they're pretty cool. I, I think the yeah, like the, the misconception of it being so young. We talked about this in another podcast about you know the animated series being. Right for kids but we i think we and i at length have talked about that's not necessarily the truth and it gets public opinion is just hard to sway sometimes i think i think there's also this idea that because it is for younger people that um these novels are not going to deal into very serious topics mm -hmm. and that they're not going to go into moral ambiguity and that they're not going to go into sort of very serious issues about society and individuality and personhood and gender and all of these things. And one of the things that I have found remarkable about these novels is that they do, is that we are, we are entering a world um, that is as complex as the world of adults um, with some really complex, wonderful topics um, that I think adults would enjoy very, very much. Yeah. Two things that made me think of when you were talking was 
you know, the, the misconception of young adult not being relatable to someone that's older. But I mean, uh, we've all been young at some point. So we, we've we remember we've all had these similar experiences of growing up and having to accept responsibility and uh, what that means for us and uh, for the people around us. So mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's relatable to anybody. Anybody can look back and be like, oh, yeah. Uh, another thing I, you just mentioned, um, and I, we might a little disagree on this. I just thought of it. You said they kind of the a popular misconception is that they seemed a little toned down or a little maybe the the stakes are a little lower than you mm-hmm. would say a regular adult novel, especially in Star Wars. Um, but I I kind of agree a little bit, not completely, but a little bit that they are toned down, mm. uh, but not not in a way of like you know, um, not, not in a serious, not the tone of the story, not the 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 complications that the characters are dealing with, but in a way of I feel like in young adult, I have an easier time reading them, maybe because I'm kind of a young adult. But I think some <laughs> of the some of the novels, uh, the adult novels, they the action sometimes takes place or takes the center of the story and takes place uh, the front oh, and center. I see. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, right. And it it kind of sometimes it's a slog reader because it's like just right. two. We're inside stories. We're inside stories. Right. That's like, true. That's true. I, I think young adult does a pretty good job of taking its time to uh, flesh out the relationship between characters and just what the character is feeling and thinking about these situations. I am um, thinking I am thinking more of, for example, if we talk about the amazing Lost Stars, yeah. um, the, the effect that the destruction of the first Death Star has on some of the characters in the story. Mm-hmm. These, are, these are like real serious, complex moments of trauma, to use a word that you have used in other, in other podcasts. Um, I love in the, um, A Test of Courage. Oh, in yeah. A Test of Courage. Can you show that to the audience, please? In yeah. A Test of Courage, my favorite thing in that novel was about the characters having to deal with death yeah. and having to deal with loss and going through the process of mourning. And I thought that it was done in a really serious way, not mm-hmm. a sort of like, oh, you know, I lost my, I lost my master. It's, it's, it's going through the process of, I have lost who was mentoring me. I have lost basically my father in this process. And one of the characters has lost his father. And so I, what, what I was trying to say is that there are, the emotional complexity of these novels is not simplified gotcha. in a way that I think a lot of people who have not read young adult assume those, the emotional complexity is not there, but you're right. Yeah. And that's a really good point about, about many of these novels that these novels are always happening while other major moments of the story of star Wars are happening. The high Republic novels for young adult and the junior novels are always sort of something main happen in the main novel in the adult novel and then these other things are happening um outside even thing sorry i keep giving the example of lost stars but in lost stars you know this is all happening through the original trilogy and moving us on to the sequel trilogy but the main events of the story of star wars are happening sort of away from where we are Mm -hmm. they affect the characters but they're not, these are not, this is not like what happened in the galaxy at that time. Well, that's, that's kind of like, and it's perfect example is like when we're kids, uh, 
things that our uh, parents or family members do, we have no control over, but we still yeah, have to yeah. deal with, we have to I mean, deal with the after that. That's of exactly it. right. Right. Exactly and I think right. that's relatable to anybody. And even yes. in life in general, we have to deal with things beyond our control. Mm-hmm. You know, I think mm-hmm. last year, I think everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I wanted to point out for the, for the audiences that we're, there is such a thing as young adults, which is a very specific age. But mm-hmm. we are we are expanding in this show this notion. So we're we're also thinking about junior novels. We're thinking about middle graders. We're mm-hmm. sort of taking that whole lot. Um, one of the novels that I sort of want to point out, which is a Legends series called Jedi Apprentice uh, by Jude Watson. This is this thing blew me out of the water when I first read it. I read it when I was writing my book and thinking, okay, I gotta, I gotta read some of this stuff. And I started reading it, I could not stop. There are 20 volumes in this series um, and they were just full of moral complexity, full of interesting characters, full of very serious decisions. Um, and just for the ones that you don't know, this is all set when, um, when Kenobi is a kid. And at the beginning of the novel, he doesn't have a master. And he says, I might never get a master. Um, and then, and then Qui-Gon Jinn sort of steps up to the plate and, and they become sort of master and apprentice. Um, and it is a beautiful story. And it's really interesting if you've read Master and Apprentice, which is an adult novel, there's, there's a little bit of, a, of an homage to these novels in that novel. Um, okay. But even something like this, which is a junior novel, this was part of the scholastic novels that were done in the, in the late 90s and early aughts. This, this is still not just Kitty. <laughs> this right. still is full of all of these little things that we associate with adult novels um, about moral decisions and complexity. And they're there. They're really, they really are there. So that's important think, to point I think out. That's a, a point, yeah, like you said, that there's, it's important to point out that, you know, Children and young adults still have to face these issues just like we do, just in a different way, obviously because of the way they are in their life or uh, in their situation. So, yeah, that's that's pretty cool. I have not read that series, and you've recommended it a couple times. I'm gonna have to find the time to carve out and try to homework. collect them. Homework. That's my homework from you. That's your homework. Thanks, Professor. <laughs> Never mind your graduate school. Get into Jedi Apprentice. You were talking past about sort of the idea of of young adult. And the idea of coming of age, mm-hmm. and that you, I, I love, I love, I love for you to talk a little bit about your the way that you extrapolate on this idea of the coming of age story. That it really is sort of part of the the big notion of Star Wars, and not yeah. just something that happens in young adult. Yeah. Well, I, coming of age and young adult is probably the the cookie cutter way of starting a story. I think in Star Wars in general, we we see that across all trilogies. The Anakin, uh, Luke, and Ray, they all come of age, and we see them grow up. Uh, mm. by, by the end of each trilogy, they're all completely different than when they were when they first, we first met them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Star Wars in general is about coming of age and discovering yourself and um, continuously fighting battles that you probably had nothing to do with. <laughs> but, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's why I think these young adult novels, um, a lot of people may dismiss them, but I think they if you really think about it, the all the films that we get, they're, they're the same format in a way. I think it's funny. I do find it funny when people dismiss them. But yeah, the becoming of age of um, learning about yourself and discovering where you fit into the galaxy is, I think, a universal concept that we all can mm-hmm. relate to. 
Yeah, and it's it's interesting because I, I remember you mentioned this sort of notional. I, I love this radical notion, but let's just think of all Star Wars as young adult, uh, yeah. which is a radical notion, but radical notions are supposed to be radical. Um, and I love, I love because it sort of tested my, the way I view Star Wars. Um, but in many ways, I, I, I don't disagree with that radical notion. I, I think my only reticence is sort of the, the idea that, that a lot of people would use that to dismiss Star Wars. But, but there's a lot, this idea of coming of age as sort of the trope, the, 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 the narrative arc that is quite common in Star Wars, I think it's, it's very real. It's a trope that, you know, it's been done a lot, not just in Star Wars, but in general, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. in our media. So it's, it's easy to pick up and follow because there are some things that you expect to happen. The loss of a mentor, the, yeah. the, the defining moment that kind of changes the worldview. I mean, yep. there's some things that we expect. And it is uh, very typical of young adult novels to have right. a common image story. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's another thing that I wanted to point out is that there is historically this notion that young adult novels are romance novels um, mm -hmm. and that there's always sort of a romantic relationship that develops somewhere in the novel. And indeed, there are many novels in the Star Wars young adult world that, that. but one of the things that I find really interesting is that not all of them do. Mm -hmm. um, and I don't know enough about young adult novels in other worlds or in the young adult world that exists out there in Barnes and Noble or on Amazon. Um, but it's really interesting. There's, there's this novel that I really found very interesting called Rebel Rising. Um, and it's about um, Jyn Erso from Rogue One. Um, this is this sort of, it's the story before or sort of in between the beginning of the novel and then when she becomes an adult. Um, and there's no romance here. At least I don't remember one. Um, but it, this is a novel about war. This is a novel about a young woman surviving um, in a war-torn galaxy. And so it's, it's a really interesting read that doesn't traditionally follow that idea that this woman is young, therefore she's going to fall in love with someone. Um, mm -hmm. And so I, I find that really really quite interesting and you had talked in the past about the Padme novels yeah. um, and 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 those in the first two there's also this sort of notion that this novel should be about romance because it's Padme um, but 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 the first two novels are not yeah no we get a lot of interesting can you can you show us the cover oh yeah I showed it in the intro but I'll show you again show it again yeah it's a wonderful cover one of my favorites it's beautiful Mm -hmm. um, we, we get a lot of interesting kind of context and history of where Padme came from uh, and where she, we all know where she ends up, but how she kind of gets to that point and where her th line of thinking is. And I'm a big advocate for these novels. Um, I think Padme in The Phantom Menace is probably one of the coolest characters. She's very, maybe a little bit ahead of her time uh, when it comes to strong female leads. Uh, we, we see that more and more, but I think this was in 99 when the Phantom Menace came out. So we get to see her question authority, um, mm -hmm. take charge. And I know Leia was kind of a pioneer in that, but it's a little different, I think. Uh, mm -hmm. we, they say Leia is a princess, but you don't really get to see her make right. those decisions and, right. and do any kind of rule. But she's a queen. I mean, she's right. elected. Oh, she, is, we, she is royalty. We <laughs> right. We get to see her become a senator. Right. Um, 
and I'm not dismissing Leia's place and her royalty and all that, but these novels do a good job, I think, of expanding on or the lack of ex- explaining we got of Padme's history and her her backstory and her line of thinking because I think she is very prominent, uh, but by the end, and this is going to be another radical notion, I think Padme is kind of uh, just used as a plot device to me, and I think that's very. Oh yeah, Re- Revenge of the Sith does a disservice to Padme in many ways, and yeah. I, I remember. I remember when we first started talking about these novels, how you like very much that this, these novels in a way sort of bring back the Padme that we knew in Phantom Menace and the Padme that we knew in Attack of the Clones. Um, and that it sort of tries, tries to recuperate that, yeah. that very strong woman that has some very complex political decisions to make. Right. Um, yeah. And these, these, um, the third one has not come out yet. So we're recording this before the third one comes out. So we can't mm-hmm. tell you anything about it. And we're not famous yet. So we haven't gotten any like advanced reading or anything like that because we're just, we're just normal people. Yes, we'll newbies. We'll see what happens in season seven of these podcasts. But right now, <laughs> we ain't got shit. Um, and so it's really interesting how these novels um, have this notion of politics yes. so ingrained in the story of this young woman um, and so they're young adult novels but they're young adult novels in in my opinion in a very unique way um, yeah. in a very particular way and it's it is fascinating how we get to how we get to know about sort of the the democratic process of royalty yeah in, in Naboo, and I, that was one of the things that I found really intriguing. It's like, wait, they're yeah. voting for a queen? <laughs> right. <laughs> just like a long line of people that come. Right. Yeah, um, And so that, so it was, it was really fun. You know, talk about Star Wars content, adding Star Wars content and adding layers to these things. It was really marvelous to get all that information. I have never read the novelizations of the novel. So, you know, if you audiences out there have read those and maybe there's a little bit of information a little bit of information about that in there, then that's my mistake. But these novels do a beautiful job of sort of getting us into the sort of political system that exists mm-hmm. in Naboo at the time when Padme is either becoming senator or just about to be released as queen. Um, they're just really, really interesting. Yeah, one thing I, I like about these novels before we transition is um, we get to spend time with Padme and her handmaidens and the Royal Guard of Naboo. And we don't really get that in the films. And we get a little bit of it in the Clone Wars, but very little. Um, and the first one, Queen Shadow, is it's in between one and two. Um, so she's transitioning from being queen and becoming senator, running for senator. Um, and there's not really a, there's not a war going on. It's kind of a laid back kind of time in Star Wars. There's not a lot of major conflict. And it's really more of a personal story of, her deciding the next step in her life. Uh, we get to develop a lot of interesting relationships with her handmaidens and how they become a big part of her life uh, that we don't get anywhere else really, except these novels. It's it's a slower story. Like I said in the beginning, these stories take their time to develop the characters and their situations. And I think that's why I appreciate them. I think it's just just a, a daily look into what yep. what goes on on Naboo. It's pretty interesting. When I um, When I read the first one, I went downstairs and watched Phantom Menace. Hmm. And, um, and it was interesting seeing the maidens and sort of like, oh, that one, oh, that one. Oh, and no. it was fun knowing the novel and then watching the movie again 
and all of these characters, like I knew their stories. Yeah. In a way that I didn't know when I, they were just extras, literally extras when I saw the movie. And now, you know, E.K. Johnston has sort of created characters out of those. And I think that's one of the things I love about fiction mm-hmm. that, that the Star Wars novels sort of flesh out all of these other things that a movie just don't have, they don't have the time to do it. Right. Um, and even on television, sometimes we just don't have enough time to do all sorts of things. There's a great series of novels that Jason Fry wrote called mm-hmm. Servants of the Empire. And the covers are really, really cool. And they're out of an episode. There's one episode where this kid is in it when, uh, when Ezra is passing on as an, um, in the academy at Lothal. And so these four novels are the story of that kid, of that kid that Ezra meets that stays, that stays in the academy because he has a sister that has disappeared and they don't know what happened to the sister. So the novel sort of takes on that whole narrative of who he is, who his parents are, why he stays. Uh, we eventually find the sister. Spoiler alert, sorry. And so it's really interesting what fiction can do mm-hmm. um, that novels and television cannot. Clearly, they're not a visual medium, but it's really fun to have that visual sort of cue from the movies or from a television show that then get expanded into, into narrative into fiction. I love that. I love yeah, that. That's cool. I, I have seen those books, but I've never picked them up. I didn't know much oh, about them. But they, they, that's, interesting. that's interesting. Another, I think, author we want to highlight that you and I dearly love all her work, um, Claudia Gray. Mm-hmm. And you've already showed off her book a lot and you've mentioned it quite a bit. Um, but she's written some interesting ones. Um, and I think she kind of, even though she's done adult novels in Star Wars, I think that's kind of where she got her fame and kind of yep. she's more known for than they so you know master apprentice or bloodlines yep uh, she's she's the young adult author and um even people that i know who are not into young adult who have read her stuff uh they're they were dismissive but they gave it a chance they were blown away they're like oh my god she's good yeah she's really good they're, they're all everybody i've never heard anyone dislike her work they, they've like some more than others but uh, I think I just wanted to highlight her because uh, she's just great. I mean, she's G- Geode has been a little bit of a contention out there in the world. Yes. Um, in um, in what is it called? Out of the shadows, into the dark, into the dark. Into the um, but but you're right. I mean, she has what's the phrase in English? Hit it out of the park. Is that what it is? That's what a baseball phrase? term. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She has yeah, hit it out of the park. Time with Star Wars young adult novels. Um, and she has done a beautiful job of sort of adding, adding to the content of Star Wars in a really wonderful way. I mean, Lost Stars, if I remember it correctly, is the first young adult novel post Disney purchase. Um, and so it's 2015, so that's really early. Um, and so it's really interesting that in a way she sort of sets the stage or, or sort of opens the path for all of the novels that are going to happen later. Um, no surprise, she's one of the, the authors from the beginning of the Disney era that are part of the High Republic novels. Mm-hmm. Um, there, are, there are a few people in there that had done other things before, uh, but there were others that had done like little tiny things and now they're sort of moving into 
like Daniel mm-hmm. Jose Older, he was not part of the first generation of young adult, but he's part of the High Republic. Claudia Gray was from there from the very beginning. Um, and I, I, I love her emotional impact. I love her style. Um, and she's just been a great addition. I'll read anything she writes. Another one I wanted to highlight, we don't have to go too deep into this one, but she's more, I guess, new to the young adult Star Wars. Uh, she just released one this past year. She's done some middle grade readers and some younger uh, children's books uh, for Star Wars, but uh, Justina Ireland, she just released uh, Out of the Shadows and uh, she's doing, I think she's doing another young adult coming I'll up. Be, I'm not, I'll remember. be right back because I have the alternative cover for it. Oh my goodness, yes. Look at that. That's really cool. That's from yeah, uh, the, from Target. Yeah, I got this the original Target cover. The original cover, but yeah. both are cool. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. But her her this one surprised me. I was not really sure what to expect of this one, but it surprised me. I liked it much better than I thought. Um, and I'm hoping that we get more work for her in the future. Of- I think she's done a beautiful job. I <laughs> I remember seeing she did a test of courage, the one I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast. Yeah, this one. Um, yeah. And I remember reading things and thinking, wait a minute, she's good. And I was very excited when I heard that she was going to do the young adult novel in the next, in the next phase of this sort of first era of um, of High Republic. So I'm, uh, she is a new author that I am really looking forward to seeing more stuff. It's cool that you know we talk about there. Um, you mentioned that before, I think offline, that, that a lot of people with the High Republic, they're reading the adult ones, but they're not really jumping into the young adult or the, even the middle grade readers. They're, they're kind of shying away from that. But in the young adult novels, even if they are separate from the adult novels, they're still reacting and uh, being being involved heavily with the story. We see those characters cross over and other things too. Yeah. So it's really cool how with the young adult novels, if you're, it's kind of like a bonus, I guess. If you don't read them, I guess you're, sometimes you're not missing a whole lot. Uh, but if you are reading them, plus the, the adult ones, you're, you're getting a lot of cool crossover and con, con, uh, connectivity. Um, even with the other ones that we highlighted, like the Padme ones and the, you know, the ones we've talked about, they, they're they not really necessary reading, I guess you could say. I don't really think any of it is, but it's cool when you do read it because you get those connections and that back that backstory that it's missing in other forms of, of Star Wars storytelling. You know, in the Justina Ireland young adult novel, we get a character that we meet in the adult novel, um, in the first adult novel in Into the Light or Light of the Jedi. Into the Light. <laughs> I'm making up titles. <laughs> in Light of the Jedi, there's this really old woman that we know very little about in that novel. Yes. And yep. we get to know a lot more about her in the young adult novel. So I'm, I'm actually appreciating how they are, in a way, making the young adult novels necessary for you to understand full the characters yeah. that, you are, that you are introduced to in the, in the adult novels. And so I, I see that as a sign that, that they're taking these young adult novels very seriously. Right. Um, and I find that... Uh, really quite fun. In this second group of High Republic novels, I've done things the opposite way. I've read all of the novels for kids, uh, junior novels and the young adult novels, but I haven't read the adult one yet. And so, like, I know what happens, the main event of what happens in the adult novel already, Mm -hmm. but I haven't gotten the details. Right. And so I'm sort of, it's been fun. It's been fun, sort of like, 
they keep making references to these things and i'm like oh that must be that must be in the in the next novel that would be in the rising storm is that what it's called the rising storm the rising storm i didn't make up that one that's real um (laughs) and so i i have enjoyed this process i didn't do it with the um with the other uh with the first set but with the second set i said i'm going to read all of the other stuff and then i'm going to finish um with the adult novel uh yeah but justina ireland i think is someone to to look forward to novels as she continues um writing stuff because i have really liked what she's done I guess uh, as we wrap up, I think the, the whole point of this, the whole, I guess our thesis statement is that uh, this is more for- Spoken like a graduate student. Yeah, the more, <laughs> the more uh, people that are less inclined to pick up these books for the reasons we've stated, you know, it being not for them or for a younger audience, I think uh, give it a shot. I think you might be surprised. Um, I think I say this a lot with some Star Wars. I think there's even, even I have been dismissive of some of these books um because i thought oh, i don't know if that would book about padme seriously uh what, what's what what could there be to tell about padme and i was wrong i was glad to be wrong too uh and then same with the the higher public you know the adult and the junior novels i there's a lot of cool stuff in there a lot of yeah, 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 that, yeah. you know from a you know even even with novels even with novels that i i, I don't love like the ahsoka young adult novel Mm-hmm. Um, it's always it's it was very interesting to see Ahsoka right after Order sixty six. I like the I like the Padme novels more than the, I like the Ahsoka novel, although I like certain things about the Ahsoka novel. But even then, I sort of, I sort of really enjoyed it. Oh, part of my project about Star Wars is that I always like to think about Star Wars to be all inclusive, like the movies yeah. and the television and the novels and cosplaying and fan fiction and fun art for me that all of that needs to be sort of taken together when i say star wars i mean all of that right i don't mean just the original trilogy i don't mean just the skywalker saga i mean all of these things that are around and about and being created by both disney lucasfilm by both by Disney, by Lucasfilm, and by fans, by all of them. Not everybody has to agree with me, and I don't really care. But I think, I think in a way, we create a more complex world of what Star Wars is if we think about the whole project, the whole, well, like, the whole shebang. Yeah, it's just like the real world, you know? I mean, the, the more exposure we have to different viewpoints and different types of people, the broaden our knowledge is going to be broadened and mm, viewpoints mm. that we never thought of. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, I never would have thought of a, a teenage queen would make me question some things about war and society uh-huh. and make me think, look at things differently. Uh, it's, it's cool. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. Yep. One of the things that I love about Rebel Rising, the, um, the Beth Reavers novel, this one right here, is that we get some very objectionable notions of war from the side of the rebellion. Because mm-hmm. Saul Guerrero shows up in this novel. And it's just really fascinating to see, you know, we always have this notion like the empire is bad, the rebellion is good. Um, and it was really interesting to see the rebellion with some really dangerous notions. Yeah. I, and, and, I, and in a way, I mean, that's talking to what you were just saying about, let's look at the complexity of the world. Mm-hmm. The, the the good guys and the bad guys they're always sort of like 
nuances. There are all these gray areas about um, about how things actually turn out that I think it's are important to keep in mind. I don't mean relativistic, sort of like everybody's opinion is valid. No, fuck no. Genocide is not good. Period. Right. I don't care what people say. Um, and so it's not, I'm not trying to be relativistic. I'm just sort of trying to create a more complex world. And that Star Wars in a way replicates that complexity and that fiction is responsible for a large part of that complexity. Legends and canon. We haven't talked too much about legends because young adult novels are very much of a canon. They're sort of a post-Disney thing. There were lots of junior novels before but the young right. adult era mm, didn't really exist in the legends. This is yeah. something that happens at post 2015. Um, well, but, but, I, but I think the same complexity happens in the, in the legend novels as well. Yeah. Well, I would say, I think that may just be the way our culture has shifted that we've realized that young adult is not, you know, always for young adults. It's mm. for anyone. It's just, I think Claudia Gray said it best in the interview. I watched uh, one of the celebrations or whatever she was at. Uh, she said that, you know, people often misuse the term young adult. And she says, really, it doesn't mean it's a, you know, story for kids. It's young adult. It means just the main character is a young adult mm. and it's a coming of age. Mm. She said, it's not a, mm. it doesn't mm. mean it's automatically for kids. It's just the main character is beautiful. <laughs> That's like, a great wrap up. Thank you, Claudia Gray. Yeah. That's a great wrap up for the show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's a great, that's a beautiful way of thinking about it. And it's wonderful that it's coming up from one of the writers, one of the main writers of young adult novels in Star Wars. So thank you, Nick. That was great. That was, that was fun. great fun. Thank you, audience. May thank the force be with everybody.